Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. What could be the final major tournament of her career at the U.S. Open? It was the only school system in the DMV with a mass mandate. Now it's updating its policy. I'm Annalisa Gale. After another brazen shooting Sunday, what are city leaders saying about your safety? I'm John Doman. It was a down day across the board on Wall Street Monday trading. Good morning, 2 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. I think she's inspired a lot of people, uh, potentially new tennis players to come from her generation. Tennis legend Serena Williams has advanced to the second round of the U.S. Open, expected to be her last tournament. She spoke on ESPN. I've been down and out so many times in, in the public eye, and I've had to, like, come back, and, you know, you just never give up. And it sounds cliche, but that really means something. You have, no matter what you're going through out there, and I just wanted people to be inspired by my story. I'm from Compton. California. A hearing is planned for Thursday on Donald Trump's request for a neutral third party to examine the documents that were seized from his home by FBI agents. More from CBS's Robert Costa. FBI investigators and agents reviewing the evidence gathered at former President Trump's estate say they found a limited number of documents that could be covered by attorney-client privilege. And sources close to the Trump legal team say that could bolster their push for an outside attorney or special master to be appointed to review the material. But the Florida federal judge overseeing the matter, Eileen Cannon, a Trump appointee, could also conclude that it is now unnecessary. Firefighters are facing off with a massive, fast-growing wildfire in rural southwest Oregon. More from CBS News correspondent Carter Evans. In the west, the Rum Creek Fire near Medford, Oregon, nearly doubled in size, growing to more than 10,000 acres. The fire is burning in a remote area, making it tough for firefighters to gain control. Crews are relying heavily on air support to fight the flames, which have already destroyed several structures and forced hundreds to evacuate. It's a win for opponents of some of the provisions of Obamacare. A federal appeals court has upheld a ruling that says religious health care providers do not have to provide abortions or gender transition services despite requirements under the Affordable Care Act. A Catholic hospital network in several states sued the Biden administration to block the feds from enforcing those provisions. So far, the Justice Department has not commented. CBS's Monica Ricks, theater and television actor Bob Lupone has died. Many will remember him as Tony Soprano's next-door neighbor, Bob Cusimano. Hey, hey, come on, come on, will you? Sun is shining, it's a beautiful day. Let's not talk business for once, huh? Lupone was the brother of Broadway actress Patty Lupone. He died after a three-year-long battle with pancreatic cancer. Bob Lupone was 76 years old. A resident of a senior citizen's home near San Francisco died over the weekend after being mistakenly served dishwashing liquid instead of juice. The woman was one of three residents who got the wrong drink Saturday morning. Some employees have been suspended. The home says it's cooperating with the investigation. This is C. CBS News. In honor of all those we've lost to cancer and those still fighting, like basketball analyst Dick Vitale. I want to beat cancer. I'm going to beat it. That's no doubt in my mind. I'm going to win this battle. Defeating cancer will take all of us. At the V Foundation, V is for victory over cancer. V is for victory over giving up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Join the V Foundation team. 100% of donations fund game-changing cancer research. Donate now at V.org. WTOP at 203. 
Tuesday morning, August 30th, 2022. Partly cloudy, muggy this overnight early morning. 60s and 70s for the low, depending upon where you are in the region by daybreak. We're at 76 in our nation's capital right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We do indeed thank you for taking us along for your Tuesday morning ride. Topping the local stories that we're looking at for you as we do head into this day together. We begin this morning with a plan to move ahead with appointing people to a police accountability board locally is approved in Prince George's County now, we hear. But plenty of questions still remain this hour about making sure that the process is open. I think this could be really confusing to the public. Prince George's County Council Member Danielle Glaros told her colleagues Monday more information is needed for public participation on the council's selection process for the Police Accountability Board. Five of the 11 members to be appointed to the board will be selected by the council, while County Executive Angela Alserbrooks will nominate six members. The council's timeline is tight. With an October 25th recess looming, the council approved a resolution to begin the process with details to be worked out later. No date for the public hearing has been chosen yet. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Prince George's County Public School students will soon have the option to decide whether or not to wear that mask. A change from the mandate the school system started with this week. Citing a decline in local COVID-19 positivity rates, CEO Monica Golson says the Prince George's County Public School System is switching to a mask optional policy starting on Tuesday, September 6. In a town hall with parents earlier this month, Golson says she will frequently check in with the Prince George's County Health Officer throughout the year for updates on COVID-19 cases. I will meet with Dr. Carter every two weeks. The Teachers Union for Maryland's second largest school system recently told WTOP that 60% of teachers favored a mass mandate. The school system is still following protocols for students who test positive for COVID. Annalisa Gale, WTOP News. WTOP News time now 205. New this morning, a loss in court locally for the Loudoun County School Board. The board is appealing a court ruling that allowed a special grand jury investigation to continue. And the Virginia Supreme Court has ruled the school board cannot file its appeal under seal. Virginia Attorney General Jason Meares convened, you'll remember, that special grand jury to look into how the school system handled two sexual assaults, two different ones, by the same high school student last year. A school system spokesperson telling WTOP the issue of whether an attorney general has the authority to conduct a special grand jury investigation has wide-ranging implications. The court ordered the school board to file a redacted version of its appeal within eight days. Washington Commanders uh, prized rookie running back Ryan Robinson Jr. is recovering this morning from surgery after he was shot during a confrontation in Northeast D.C. Robinson tweets this week that the surgery went well. He was shot in the hip and the leg in what D.C. police say was either an attempted carjacking or armed robbery outside the Crab Boss located at 10th and 8th, 10th and H streets that would be Northeast. Happening late on Sunday afternoon, police are looking this morning still for two suspects, both teenagers, in that shooting. It's 2.07 on WTOP. The shooting of Commander's running back Brian Robinson has served to punctuate a rising number of local shootings and other violent incidents in recent weeks. So what are city leaders saying about your safety these days? We've seen a disturbing trend. Ward 6 Councilman Charles Allen represents the H Street Corridor and chairs the D.C. Council's Public Safety Committee. I think people should feel safe. Police Chief Robert Conti says overall violent crime is up marginally. The robberies, carjackings, and homicides are up by bigger numbers. When these situations are reported, they make people 
people feel less safe. We're seeing rises in Prince George's County. We're seeing rises in Montgomery County. And Allen says city leaders are working with suburban counterparts, but is the criminal justice system working? He says some parts are working hard, but... Any resident who's going to go out there and say, do I feel safe? And if the answer is no, then it's not yet. In Northeast, John Dome in WTOP News. Traffic in the D.C. region is constantly changing. If you spot a major incident that we're not already reporting, call the WTOP Traffic Center.